Hello, we the people. This is Carmela Celebrity. Thank you for joining me. Are you ready for May 16? If you're like most normal citizens of voting age, the answer is likely no. We still have plenty of time to figure it out. And if we don't, well, there will be a sample ballot waiting for us at the poll. Life is so busy. Family, health, work, children. I don't know how we do it all. Frankly, there were times when I didn't. I just picked up my sample ballot and bubbled in accordingly. Some party insiders boast of having their constituents trained to vote as they're told. They claim that voters are too stupid to vote on their own. But have you ever stopped to ask why political parties provide you with a pre-filled sample ballot? Are we to believe that they are actually providing a service to we, the ignorant? No, they know that left to your own devices, you will vote them out of power. And this isn't anything new. Political parties have been doing this nonsense for decades. Allow me to give you an example from over 100 years ago. Winston Churchill memorized many of the speeches made by his father, Lord Randolph. The principles articulated by his father served as the foundation of his policy. The following remarks were reproduced by Winston in the biography that he published about his father in 1906. Trust the people. I have long tried to make that my motto, but I know and will not conceal that there are still a few in our party who have that lesson yet to learn and who have yet to understand that the Tory party of today is no longer identified with that small and narrow class which is connected with ownership of land, but that its great strength can be found and must be developed in our large towns as well as in our country districts. Yes, trust the people, you who are ambitious and rightly ambitious of being the guardians of the British Constitution. Trust the people and they will trust you and they will follow you and join you in the defense of that Constitution against any and every foe. Nearly 140 years later, could the same not be said about the Republican Party and the need to develop our grassroots in order to defend our Constitution? Isn't the principle of trusting the people found in our Judeo-Christian understanding of free will? Is that not what our Creator endowed us with? Our Creator is not some petty tyrant driving a mass of puppets. The Almighty holds our will to love or reject Him as sacrosanct. All right, back to the topic at hand. If you are here listening, then you are likely going to take the extra step to research the candidates you are voting for, regardless of how a party tells you to vote. Hopefully this episode will be of some assistance. First off, what are we voting for on May 16th and how does all this work? The purpose of the primary election is for each party to determine which individuals will represent them in the November election. If you are not a registered Democrat or Republican, then I'm sorry, but you can't participate this time around. However, you will definitely want to change your registration prior to next year's primary. Then, once you vote, you can change back to being an independent libertarian or whatever your choice is. When you arrive to vote, you will check in as you normally do and be issued a ballot. Democrats will receive a Democrat ballot and Republicans will receive the Republican. Obviously. Well, not always. Mistakes happen, so when you are handed a ballot, verify that it lists the correct party across the top. The first thing listed is either DEM or REP. All right, you have the ballot. Now what? Well, you can bubble in as your party has directed you, or you can have done your own research and vote accordingly. 
to that end, let's walk through the primary ballot together. You can find a blank sample ballot on your county voter services page, or you can find a completed sample ballot on your political party's website. Understand that my analysis is based on a traditional, constitutional, limited government perspective. With that in mind, starting from top down and moving left to right, the first race you will come to is judge for PA Supreme Court, the highest court in Pennsylvania. Our Supreme Court consists of nine justices. There is an opening on the bench because, tragically, a judge that was due to retire at the end of this year, he passed on just before his retirement. So presently, there are eight justices on this court, one of which is constitutionally minded. So we need to send him some reinforcements. Republicans have two individuals running for this single seat. It is our job to pick the best out of the two who will then go head-to-head with the opposing party in November. Spotlight PA has a voter guide available. It's biased, of course, but it is a starting point with links to the candidates' websites. First on the Republican ballot is Patricia McCullough. Patricia is currently serving as a justice on the Commonwealth Court, one level below our Supreme Court. Throughout her 13-year tenure on the Commonwealth Court, she has a body of work that proves she is a defender of our Constitution. Great, so we're done here. She has my vote. Well, hang on. First, her husband, also an attorney, is in jail. In 2009, he was charged and later found guilty in a bench trial of five counts of theft and five counts of misapplication of $50,000 from an elderly woman's trust fund dating back to 2006. I should probably mention he was charged the year Patricia ran for the Commonwealth Court and prosecuted by a Democrat DA in Montgomery County. Look, I don't know, and I'm not going to speculate. The guy could be a total jerk. He could be innocent. Regardless, as one individual said to me, well, at least we know Patricia didn't pull any strings to get her husband off. Fair point. Second, and this could be good or bad, depending on how you feel about Mastriano, Mastriano is endorsing her campaign, and as of the last financial report, he is financially backing her. All this is to say that the left will have plenty to make hay with as we come to November. Moving to her fellow Republican, and second on the ballot, challenger Carolyn Carluccio. Carolyn is endorsed by the Republican Party, and she has been serving as a judge in Montgomery County for about 13 years. Mind you, this is a level below that of where Patricia is serving currently. Carolyn's website tells us repeatedly that she is the first female president judge and she was the first ever female chief public defender, blah, blah, blah. Ugh, it may appear to be a small thing, but I take issue with this. How can you be a, quote, strong defender of the Constitution when you play into this nonsense? Here is another one. In July of 2014, Carolyn officiated a same-sex marriage, stating, It was the most emotional wedding I've ever done, she said. I was thrilled to be a part of that. The point I'm making here is not about same-sex marriage. I don't care what two consenting adults do, and they should be afforded the same legal protections before the law. What I take issue with is the government being involved in marriage in the first place and Carolyn promoting this involvement to the mainline press. Stop pandering. So there are options, a strong proven conservative, which will be an easy target for the left or whatever Carolyn is. And make no mistake, the left will crucify Carolyn as well. Why? Well, check out their endorsed candidate, Judge Dan McCaffrey. This guy was a big Democrat Party player in Philadelphia. The next race on the ballot is for Superior Court. 
this is a no-brainer in the primary. There are two Republicans running, and we can vote for two. Moving along, we come to the race for Commonwealth Court. As a quick sidebar, both the Superior Court and Commonwealth Court are on the same level of appeals in Pennsylvania, one step below the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. The difference is in the type of cases they hear. To put it simply, the Commonwealth Court hears cases against the government and the Superior Court hears everything else. Again, Spotlight PA has a voter's guide and I put the link in the show notes. First listed on the Republican ballot for this race is Josh Prince. Josh has a long history of battling government to protect our constitutional rights, particularly the Second Amendment, just the kind of justice we would want in the Commonwealth Court. Unlike Patricia, Josh doesn't have a spouse in jail or any other low-hanging fruit for the left to use. However, the left will definitely paint him as a gun nut. His Republican opponent is Megan Martin. Megan is endorsed by the Republican Party and has worked for the government her entire career. She was secretary parliamentarian for the state Senate and attorney for Governor Ridge and Corbett. You get the idea. Megan also takes the time to tell us on her website that she is the first woman to serve as the PA Senate secretary parliamentarian. Oof. And there are your options. Similar to the race for Supreme Court, we have a strong proven conservative, which will be an easy target for the left or whatever Megan is. It is interesting to note that the Democrats did not bother to endorse for Commonwealth Court. They have two candidates running for one slot as well, and both candidates are absolute doozies. All right, the next race is for your judicial candidates in your county for the Court of Common Pleas. In Chester County, we have five open seats and five Republican candidates, so for us, this is a no-brainer. However, you have to be careful. There are Democrats running on the Republican ballot. How so? allow me to introduce you to cross-filing. In Pennsylvania, county judicial candidates and school board candidates are permitted to run on both parties' primary ballots. Why? To confuse voters. I mean, these races are considered nonpartisan. <laughs> right. Parties can play games with this and manage to win both primaries and thereby run unopposed in November. As long as the system is in place, tactically candidates from both parties must cross-file to survive to November. Therefore, Democrats have Republicans on their ballots as well. At any rate, be careful when filling in the bubbles for Court of Common Pleas and School Board. You will need to know who is who as their party affiliation will not be listed on the ballot. The remaining races all have to do with county management, commissioners, DA, sheriff, prothonotary, register of wills, and recorder of deeds. Again, in Chester County, these races are easy because they are uncontested within the Republican Party. Just fill in the bubble next to the names listed. Okay, we're almost done. Depending on your ballot, you may have to flip it over for the remaining races, which are school board and township positions. As I mentioned a moment ago, school board candidates are permitted to run on both parties' primary ballots, so be careful filling in the bubbles. And finally, your township supervisors or borough council members. These races are rarely contested within a party, and cross-filing is not permitted, so you will likely only have to fill in the bubble next to the name or the names listed. So there you have it. You will need to research two statewide races, the Supreme Court and Commonwealth Court, and you will need to be mindful of cross-filing when it comes to your county judges and school board candidates. Who am I voting for in the statewide races? Well, I will help you cram for the test, but no cheating. You can't see my answers. 
Kidding aside, there are so many factors to consider in races such as these, and I don't presume to know the best answer. Your vote is between you, your conscience, and your creator. Do you vote on principle alone, or do you vote on perceived political realities? And I say perceived because no one can predict the future and how a voter will vote when it comes time to cast their ballot. God knows what our country will look like come November. It could be to the point that people will be clamoring for constitutionalists. Or it could be that they are still doubling down on feel-good ideas that don't work. Further, no one can predict how a candidate will perform in office. Their past performance is certainly the best indicator of future performance, but it isn't guaranteed. I'm sure, like me, you have been both pleasantly surprised and miserably disappointed in individuals you have voted for in the past. I have two goals for this episode. First, that you vote, and second, that you do so with your eyes wide open. In the spirit of the day, here is another quote from Lord Randolph Churchill. Are we being swept along a turbulent and irresistible torrent which is bearing us towards some political Niagara in which every mortal thing we know will be twisted and smashed beyond recognition? Or are we, on the other hand, gliding passively along a quiet river of human progress that will lead us to some undiscovered ocean of almost superhuman development? Who can tell? My state of mind when these great problems come across me which is very rarely, is one of wonder, or perhaps I should rather say of admiration and of hope, because the alternative state of mind would be one of terror and despair. And I am guarded from that latter state of mind by a firm belief in the essential goodness of life. But above all, my especial safeguard against such an annihilation and mental despair is my firm belief in the ascertained and much-tried common sense, which is the peculiarity of the English people. With that, I hope to see you Tuesday. If you are near New London, PA, stop by and say hello. I will be at our polling location all day, located at the Christian Life Center on Saginaw Road. Thank you for joining me. I would love to hear from you. Please submit comments or questions through my website, carmelasilliberti.com, or call me at 302-584-3594. Want to help build the constitutional conservative movement in Chester County and beyond? Then subscribe to my podcast. It's free, and subscriptions help us get the word out. Thanks again. Thanks again.